0: Hi, I'm Pastor Guy Burke. We welcome you to this week's worship with First Baptist Church Indianola. We also invite you to find out more about us at our website, www.fbcindianola.com. And don't forget to like us on social media. Join us now as we study deep truths from God's holy word. Valerie Morgan, she's going to come and help me this morning in our discussion. Uh, It's going to be a little bit different than maybe what we're used to on a Sunday morning. Uh, But we're continuing our series, uh, The Gospel and Womanhood. And so as we begin this morning, I'm going to share in a dialogue about a specific passage with Valerie. I thought about and prayed through doing a series uh, on The Gospel and Womanhood And I thought, well, you know, ladies in the audience probably would want to hear from a female, not just from me or my opinions uh, and from what uh, some scriptures say. So what we're going to do is we're going to dialogue with Miss Valerie Morgan. We're so thankful uh, that she's here with us today to share. It's one of her favorite passages of scriptures that we talked about previously uh, that I'm going to ask some questions and share. So we hope that it's an encouragement to you and we hope it's a challenge to you. Uh, for all of us, not just uh, ladies, but for men as well, as we think about uh, living out the gospel, especially in the days that we find ourselves in. Uh, if we needed light in these days, the time is now. And so we need to, as the church, be about being the light and living out the gospel that the Lord has called us to. So that's what we're going to look at together today. But I want to read the scripture passage. So I invite you to turn to the Gospel of Luke. As for some of you, this is a very familiar passage. Uh, and it's the passage of Mary and Martha, uh, Luke chapter 10. I'll give you a moment to get there. It's going to be verses 38 through 42. Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. And so we see that Jesus has been, he's traveled, and now him and a group have come. Uh, and some of his friends, uh, Mary and Martha, they're, uh, they're getting ready to receive him and the rest of those that are with him. And we see this kind of contrast uh, of what takes place in this passage. We see one that is uh, all about the welcoming, and we see the other one that's sitting at the feet of Jesus. And so that's what we want to focus in on in Luke chapter 10, beginning in verse 38. And this is what's written. While they were traveling, he entered a village. So G- he being Jesus, entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who also sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. And she came up and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So tell her to give me a hand. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has made the right choice and it will not be taken away from her. Let's pray together. Lord we come before you right now and we pray that you would use this passage from your holy word uh, to speak into our hearts and our lives I pray that for, for women here and those that are listening that they would be encouraged by this but I pray both male and female would be challenged today as we think about uh, living out the gospel and what that looks for, looks like for our each and every day in our lives Lord this is your time use your word uh, and use these moments for your glory we pray this in your holy name amen so i'm going to back up real quick and have a seat and uh thank you once again Valerie for being with us you can take that off you can take it off it's all good Best news you've heard today, all right. So uh, we're, we're going to just dive right into some key questions about this passage. Now, as I said earlier, you've probably read this passage before or heard it preached on. Uh, maybe you remember it from Sunday school, but there's a lot of depth to this passage. Uh, there's a lot of layers to this passage that we want to kind of peel back this morning and dive in. And I'm thankful that Valerie's joined me this morning uh, to share uh, her perspective. So let's, let's begin with this. What is so important, when we think about this passage, what is so important about the fact that Jesus is directly speaking to a female, directly speaking to a woman in this passage? You give us some insight on that.
1: For sure. So when you asked me my favorite, or what I had to say about uh, biblical womanhood, I brought out this um, section of Luke chapter 10 because it's my favorite Example of Jesus speaking to women. And I'll say this as a side note, as I look across this room, there are a lot of women in this room <laughs> that have taught me a lot of things and that are way more qualified to sit in this seat and tell you anything at all this morning. So what I'm going to tell you is going to be from an um, experience of failure, and there's some people out here who could probably tell you something about success a lot better than me, but I'll try. Um, I do think, though, that every single word in this book is for every single person. So I think that men have something to learn from this passage this morning, and I think that women have much to learn from the whole of Scripture, but it's really sweet when you see Jesus speaking directly to a woman. And that doesn't happen often in scripture. It happened um, with the woman at the well. That's another really infamous passage that we know about. It happens a couple of chapters over in Luke chapter 13 when there's a woman who is disabled and Jesus um, says that she's a daughter of Abraham and he heals her. Um, It happens with the woman that had the condition of blood that reached out and touches Mm Jesus' garment. Um, So This is actually one of the maybe less sweet examples of um, Jesus speaking to a woman on the surface, on the surface. But I do think that we have to pay really close attention when Jesus has this direct dialogue with a woman. Um, it's important because of the culture of that right. day. Right. There was a lot in that time that kept men from speaking directly to women. Jesus was never held back by the norms of culture. Um, there's much to be learned it, from that. Um, but he wasn't. And so he spoke directly to these women like he knew them because he did. And he has some really um, insightful things to say to Martha and to us, I think, through the scripture.
0: Yeah, I think one example that you pointed out was the woman at the well. The, yeah. the disciples come back and he's been talking with that woman and, and they're kind of baffled by it. Like, yeah, you know, they don't like that. They're like, what? Why, why? You know, she's a woman, she's a Samaritan. Right. There's a whole issue with that. So there's, there's all these divides. But, you know, what might divide us, Jesus doesn't really pay attention to. Uh, And so what we see here in this passage is that he has something very specific to say, and he he directs it right here uh, to them. So uh, what would you say Jesus knows specifically about a woman's heart? We've we've shared that he's speaking directly to to a woman in this passage. What does he know specifically about a woman's heart?
1: Yeah, so he knows... Martha in a way um, that she doesn't even know herself. He um, he speaks to her about something that she doesn't even know she needs to be spoken to about. And I don't want to jump ahead um, on our questions. I fear I'm going to do that. But um, she she's here in this this passage, and she's welcomed Jesus into her home, and everything's going great. And she brings a complaint. To Jesus about what's going on in the house and um, she says that her sister is not helping her you know she's invited Jesus in we're gonna to get to this in a second but Jesus immediately talks right to her heart he ignores the question that she actually um, asked he she ignores what he actually asked her to do and he jumps right to the heart nobody knows the heart of a woman like Jesus Mm -hmm. Nobody knows your heart, man, like Jesus does. And praise God that he is not inhibited by what we bring to him, Mm -hmm. that he can only know what we're willing to show him, but that he knew her true heart in this moment and was able to speak directly to it. It's a really beautiful thing.
0: Yeah. Martha had a concern. It was maybe even a legitimate concern, and Jesus was able to speak to that concern. I think that applies to all of us. You know, we have, we have concerns. You, you brought concern in your heart in some form or fashion here today. Um, but what we see in this passage is that Jesus can speak to your concern. Whatever that might be, whatever that looks like, whatever uh, part of the journey you're on, the concern that you have, Jesus can speak directly to. He knows our hearts. Um, when we come to this passage, we see Martha kind of doing the right thing. Right. Yeah? You know, I mean, she's you know she's she maybe a little more task oriented you know but she's actually welcoming them in welcoming the Lord in and preparing something so she's actually doing the right thing um, how does this scripture passage show that we can be doing the right thing for example welcoming Jesus like Martha did but yet be totally distracted yep. how can we be doing the right thing but yet we're just totally distracted
1: So. Being task-oriented, nobody supports that more than me, Um, which is why I chose this passage, which is why I'm convicted by this passage. Um, So Martha does a great thing. When I look at this scripture... I am Team Martha all day long.
0: <laughs> I, am, I am, Team Martha
1: all day long, which is why this is convicting. Because immediately Jesus is is out here. He's been um, ministering. We know that because he has literally been preaching in the chapters leading up to this. And he, Mar- Martha says, "Come on into my house." Now, I'll pause right there because I know there, I know most of you in this room. And if Jesus is coming over to our house today, we have been planning for months, months. We have a menu planned. We've bought new pillows from Lavender Lane. The husband has repainted the kitchen. The kids are not allowed to touch anything. Like, we've been planning this for months. And Martha says, come on in. Spur of the moment, right? I'm thinking, man. Man. She's got her life together. Like, <laughs> please, <laughs> please. Um, some of you can drop in because you, you know me and you know things won't be together, but it's Jesus. Hmm. And he, she welcomes him in like it's not a big deal at all. And so when I come to this, I think, man, she she's a really awesome woman. She's a really awesome woman. But the scripture says Martha was distracted with much serving. And distraction means that we've taken our eyes off the thing that we're supposed to be looking at and put our eyes on something else. Hmm. And so immediately as you're reading the scripture, you're a little bit taken back because you're like, whoa, hold on a second course she's distracted with much serving. There's something really important and big going on in her home right now. She has Jesus, likely his 12 disciples, and likely some other folks. Because if y'all have noticed, a lot of folks follow Jesus around.
0: Well, men like to eat anyway, so, so they're think, just coming yeah, over, you know. Yeah, so
1: she's like... Just This crew's just showing up. She's like, I've got 20 minutes to get a meal out here for these folks. And so, of course, she's distracted. I'm still going Team Martha all day long. Mm-hmm. Of course, okay. she's distracted. Um, but then she gets distracted, and then she gets frustrated. And I really, I really identify with this part. She says, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Mm-hmm. Hold on a second. That's pretty strong. Right? Mm-hmm. Do you not care? I mean, she's getting testy with Jesus, Yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. She didn't even come yeah. to her sister. She didn't even come to her sister. She thought a like, little shade at Jesus. Yeah, yeah. she's like, do you not care that I just asked you and all your disciples and friends and possibly mm-hmm. to come into my house, and now here we are, and my sister is sitting right here, and you don't even care? Okay, so I'm, I am am a little nerve. At this point, I'm going... Maybe not say that to Jesus. You know, maybe maybe you could have worded that a different way.
0: Peter, yeah, not Jesus, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. But I'm
1: still, I'm still team Martha here. I, I really am. But, man, Jesus has such a soft answer to Martha. He says, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. He didn't say, you're anxious and troubled about the fact that we're all in your house and you're having to prepare and Mary's not helping you. He says, back to that straight to the heart thing, he says, you're anxious and troubled about many things. Jesus looked straight to Martha's heart and saw that this was not just an issue of her having to serve a bunch of people all of a sudden on a random day. This was an anxiety a distraction, a troubledness that was much deeper in her than what it looks like on the surface. And then he says, Mary has chosen something that is necessary. Necessary. Okay? And he that that's to say that what you've chosen is not necessary. It might be good. There's a lot of things that are good, but there are are not a lot of things that are necessary. And Mary chose the thing that was necessary. Mm -hmm. And that thing was that she was sitting at Jesus' feet and getting his teaching. And to answer your question, you know, it's it's interesting to see us all work towards really good things in life um, at the neglect of the necessary thing. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. we're powerless in what God's called us to do. Make no mistake, God had called Martha to be in that place, in that time, that day, Mm -hmm. to be a servant to Jesus and his followers, Mm -hmm. as a follower herself. But she could not do that well if she had neglected what was necessary. And we neglect what is I, let me not say we, I neglect Mm -hmm. the necessary thing far too often for a lot of other good things that I'm powerless to have success in If I forget the necessary, if I neglect the necessary. And that's what's happened here in this scripture. Yeah.
0: I think this passage shows a little bit of a pattern. So a concern becomes a distraction. And that opens the door for doubt. So a concern becomes a a distraction. And then you begin to think, well, Jesus doesn't really care what I care about. And if Jesus doesn't care about what I care about, then does he really care about me? And so this pattern we can find in our life and in our journey, and it may be why we continue to be busy about things because we're fearful. But Jesus speaks to the fear of Martha, and he speaks to our fear. He speaks to my fear, he speaks to your fear, uh, and he, he, he is present to let us know that he does care about us. And he cares about that concern that you brought in with you today, just like he was concerned about Martha and cares about her concern. So well, we can't let distraction keep us or move us into the arena of what Valerie's talking about in, in neglecting the necessary. We can't neglect the necessary because we've become a place in this arena of distraction. Um, when we think about this deeper issue of this passage, what does, what does Jesus reveal in this passage is the deeper issue, uh, and why is it so important? We've probably touched on that a good bit, but, but let's drill down just a little bit further on the deeper issue in this passage and why that's so important for women and for everyone that seeks to follow Jesus.
1: I think, and we're, I know we're going to get to women's created purpose in a second, which is really important when you think about this scripture. But there there's a tendency, especially for women, to um, replace Time with Jesus, with much serving, which is what Martha was doing, um, that, that harkens back to how we were created um, and what we were created for and the good things. But that can, without the power that we get from being at Jesus' feet regularly, it equals anxiety and stress for us. And so instead of being able to be a blessing to those that we need to serve, um, we're frustrated with them. And I don't know if you've ever tried to serve somebody you're frustrated with. If you've ever gotten agitated um, with your children or with your husband, or is that just me? Or, um, or even, you know, your, the people you work with. You know, if you've ever been in a place of frustration, you're not a good servant at that moment. You might still serve, but you're not doing it well. And there's um, something happening here where that's the case. We don't know what all Martha's doing behind the scenes, but I can promise you she's not doing it well because she's gotten so frustrated. And Jesus speaks to her real problem, which is that she has gotten distracted, she has neglected the necessary thing. Joe shared something a second ago from Ephesians, and I thought, man, that is so um, applicable to this. It was Ephesians 3:20, and it said, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask for or think according to the power at work within us to him be the glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations forever and ever amen so Paul's kind of ending a, um, uh, a section of a letter when he says this but man isn't it crazy to think that Martha asked Jesus for one thing but she got from Jesus the thing she needed mm-hmm. because he can do far more mm-hmm. than what we asked, right. if he was relegated to only what we asked for and that was all he could give us man my life would look a lot different mm-hmm. my life would look a lot different mm-hmm. and Martha's moment with Jesus in this beautiful passage would look a lot different because Mm -hmm. she might have just gotten Mary in the kitchen to help her. Right. And she'd still be distracted Mm -hmm. and she'd still be worried and anxious about all those many things besides Mm -hmm. that one thing that was distracting her in that moment. And Mm -hmm. Jesus does not leave us like that. He never leaves us like that. He always deals within what we actually need in the abundance of things that we can't even figure out how to ask for. We don't have Mm -hmm. the capacity for. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So this this distraction, it it takes her away from actually what she needs. And and then it kind of points to what her sister is not doing. But but don't miss this, because if we get in that mode of distraction and we're only looking for what we need, what our need is, then we're not ready for Jesus to give us the more. Mm -hmm. You see, we only want what we need when Jesus can give far more to us. And so that's, that's another thing that we see happening here, that Jesus is speaking to the deeper issue, but he's giving her more understanding, more of himself, more of his word, more of who he is, more of his presence. And maybe you're, you're stuck on that, what you need today, and we want to encourage you to think about the more that Jesus offers. Because when you come to him and, and you sit and, with him, and that's what's necessary, when you, when you no longer neglect that, then you can receive the more that is present when you turn to Jesus. Um, you mentioned the created purpose, and, and then this grand story of all of Scripture. And when you think about Scripture, there's a grand story. Uh, there's there's fall, there, there, there's creation, there's fall, there's redemption, there's restoration. So this is the grand story of all of Scripture, and so we we are created with a purpose in all of this. And Martha has a created role. And, and Valerie, we're, we're going to talk about that right now. How does how does this passage align with a woman's created purpose in the grand story of the gospel?
1: Yeah, I, I think that if you don't um, go back and look at the purpose for which woman was created, you'll miss uh, men. You'll miss a lot of the understanding that you want to have about a woman. Uh, men always say, you can't understand a woman. Of course you can't understand a woman. Uh, But there's some things to be understood in light of God's word. And I think when I think about Martha in this scripture, the reason I'm team Martha up until that last moment of conviction where I realized that um, I'm team Martha because we're falling and failing in the same ways, um, I'm immediately reminded of Genesis chapter 2. So God's been creating, and he's created um, six days, and then he rests on the seventh day. And then he looks out at all of creation. And for the first time, because he's been saying, it's good. It's good. It's good. And it is. It's been good. Um, But for the first time, he says that something is not good. And this is good news for us women. The Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make a helper fit for him. And then he he has all these all these animals are everywhere around, and he says, "But for Adam, there was not a helper fit for him and so then we know this story. Uh, he, he puts Adam into a deep sleep and he makes woman, and Adam wakes up and says, This is at last bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man." And notice God said he needs a helper suitable for him. And so it is not by mistake, women, that you find yourselves drawn to help and to serve. Those are good things. Those are things for which you were created. Um, It is, though, like everything else post-fall, because chapter 2 is really good, but we know what happens. Um, we know the rest of this story and the fall is coming and it is um, because of the fall that every good thing today is distorted everything god created and called good is distorted and um, i believe that satan is the cause of every distortion and distraction not just then not just with martha that day but today Um, In 2020, every um, distortion and distraction of every good thing is because of um, the ways in which the world is broken because of the fall and because of sin. And so if we're not careful, really, really intentional and really careful, we will find ourselves in a place where we... um, Take good things and we twist them Mm -hmm. and they become distorted and they're no longer good things. It is not a good thing for you to serve without being empowered by Christ. It is not a good thing for you to help without seeking the helper first. Mm -hmm. It's just Mm -hmm. it doesn't work. Um, it's no longer a good thing. And so I do think we have to think about what we were created for, but we were created also for this relationship, this oneness um, with the Father that we have to seek out really intentionally.
0: Yeah, yeah. Serving from oneness with the Father is completely opposite with serving out of obligation Mm. or serving out of a a social norm, if you will. You know, And so I think what we see in this passage is it wasn't that Martha was serving. It was that she was serving out of her own expectations of what needed to happen, not serving from that role of knowing who she was in the Lord's presence and having the Lord's presence there be the top priority. So part of what we need to understand for all of us is that there's an evil one that wants to distort the good things. So as, as Valerie pointed out, an example is for, for females and for women, it's good to have that servant's heart. But Satan wants to distort that in your life. He, he wants to be crafty and, 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 and distort that in ways that makes you doubt yourself, that makes you think different about yourself, that takes you away from serving the Lord uh, out of uh, joy. And he wants to replace that that joy of serving the Lord with a burden. You know, these types of things happen out of this distortion, and that's why sitting at the feet of Jesus, not neglecting that necessity, is so important, uh, not just for, for women, but for men in general as well, that to not neglect that necessity of, of being in the presence of the Lord. We're going to wrap up with one last question, uh, and, and this is a, a, a portion to apply And so, Valerie, what are one or two steps that women should take, starting right now, starting today, uh, to live out the gospel in their created role for their Savior in light of this passage of Scripture?
1: I think the first thing is just don't believe the lie that all the things have to get done before you get the most important thing done. You know, like, you don't have to do... All the things before you can sit down at the feet of Jesus. That's, that's hard for me. That's hard um, when there's things pressing in to prioritize time in God's word and in prayer. Um, but I, I do, I think it is a necessity. And if you asked any um, seasoned believer in this room, they would tell you that they know for a fact that time with the Lord um, first And I know, you know, people say, well, do your quiet time at night, do your quiet time in the morning. Yeah. Like do it whenever, do it all day long, do it whenever you can. But man, I think there's something powerful about starting out your day with that priority of the Lord, um, and what he has to say for you and getting, it's like fuel for all the things that you are going to have to do and serve. Um, but it lets you serve from a different place, from a different well. Um, so start each day getting filled up with, um, God's word, first and foremost. And then second of all, don't believe, um, and this is a, a whole other thing, but I'll just say it briefly, and you can you know, look into it yourself, but don't believe the lie that I believe Satan tries to tell you as a woman, that you are, val- you are valueless unless you make yourself valuable, unless you can do enough, unless you can be enough, unless you can um, outwork the next woman, unless you can be... Um, The best mom and the best wife and the best fill in the blank. That if you don't outwork that girl across from you, that your value goes down based on that. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing in God's word that ever told you that you're valuable because of the things that you do. But you're valuable because who you're created to be. Mm -hmm. And so take that as a truth and walk in it as a truth. And when the world tells you something else tell it what it is, say that's a lie. I was created Mm -hmm. to be something important. I was created because of who I was created to be, I'm valuable, not Mm. because of all the things that I can do. And then you can go do all those things differently and more joyfully and more successfully and have more peace and less anxiety um, in this crazy world, if you'll be faithful to just get filled up with that spirit first.
0: Amen, thank you, Valerie. Will you join me in thanking Valerie for being with us this morning. I just want to invite to uh, bow your heads, close your eyes where you sit. We're going to close with a time of prayer uh, together today. Uh, we have taken a passage from God's Word. Uh, we've seen some, some in-depth uh, principles from it. Uh, and so as we begin, just, just take a moment and praise the Lord right now. This, uh, As we said, this is not what we want to neglect. It's what's necessary. So we're just going to be at the Savior's feet right now together in this house today. And we're just going to praise him right now. So just, just praise God for his grace. Praise God that, that he's created you uh, with a role. Praise God for the value he places upon you. Just, just take a moment to praise him right now. It's such a good thing for God's people to come together and to pray in this manner collectively. And right where you sit, maybe right now you would repent. You would just confess sin to God and turn away from it. Repent actually just means making that turn away from sin in our life and turning in the direction of God because He's present and He calls us to turn to Him. And So maybe... You want to repent of placing your value in other things than being valued as a child of God. Maybe you want to repent of that today. Maybe you want to repent of not taking and prioritizing the time to sit at his feet each and every day. Maybe you want to repent of, of the, trying to fulfill the expectations of the world and neglecting what Jesus is saying to your heart. Take a moment and and make this a moment of confession as you turn to the Lord Jesus this morning. Moving forward, we want to... We want to ask whatever we need right now. There may be a concern that we've carried in with us today. and maybe a big backpack of concerns that we've been carrying around for a while now. Maybe some clarity we need about what the next steps are for us. Maybe just something that is out of our control and we just need to ask the Lord to provide us with the grace we need. Whatever you need to ask the Lord for right now, this is a time where you just simply and directly, however you can say it in your heart, you ask him right now whatever you need. Lord, as your people, we are bowing before you because you reign, because you are a good good father, and we know we can come before you because, as we've heard today, as we've had examples of today, you do immeasurably more than we can even think of, and there may be someone here this morning, and they need immeasurably more, because Jesus, you live in the more, We focus on what's right in front of our face, but you live in the more. So bring us into the more, the more of you. Because that's what we need. We need more of you, not less of you. And we need to take steps of faith to honor you and to glorify you in our individual lives as women, as men, as parents, as a church. Aligned with you to be a divine reflection of who you are uh, in these times, God. So, Lord, we ask that you help us yield in obedience to where you're leading us. Whatever that path is, you are are lighting up for us to follow. May we no longer stand at the starting position, anxiously wondering if we should take that step of faith, but maybe today would be a step of faith for someone in this room, for someone watching or listening today. It may be the day of salvation for someone this morning to step into light and life, to place their faith in Jesus as Lord and Savior, to repent of sin and turn away from the sin that condemns them and to believe in the name of Jesus, that he lived the life they couldn't live, that he died the death they deserved, that he he conquered death three days later, rose again, that he reigns forevermore. There may be someone in this room that wants to make that authentic faith decision, someone listening. If you're listening today and you want to make that decision to follow Jesus, type in the comments faith or send us a direct message. We want to connect with you. If you're here today and you have a faith decision to make, I'll be here afterwards. After we dismiss, I want to encourage you to come back and may we talk and pray about what God's leading you to do. Maybe your obedience is a a different step of faith. You're a Christian. You know you're a Christian. You know you are saved. You're a child of God. But God's been leading you to step out in obedience in some way, and you've just been uh, pressing pause, and you've been swiping right, and you've been trying to figure out if it's it's what you should do, and God's illuminated that it is the path for you. So maybe today is a decision where you need to step out in faith. No longer delay and no longer put it to the side, but really lean in to the more that is out there, and his name is Jesus. Lord, we pray that you'll use this time as an encouragement, that you'll bless all of our, our ladies in the room, our mothers in the room, our grandmothers in the room, all those listening, that you will use them as women, as, as daughters of the king to be an example of living the gospel and to take those steps of following you today, Lord. Lord, what an amazing testimony it can be to see a woman of faith step out and live for you. I pray that that happens beginning in this moment, God. Lord, we're thankful for this day and what it's meant to us as a church body. May you use us as we are being sent out from this place to live for you, to live out the gospel, to be gospel-centric in our lives for your name and for your glory alone. Lord, we pray this all in your precious, powerful name. Amen.